Listener Production. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. This audio edition is created in conjunction with partners as part of our Market Voice series. Well, the advertising attention economy is getting a lot of attention, but to date, it's been all about audiovisual, TV and video. The question that's been on the rise for probably a year now is what about audio? How do you measure attention without eyeballs? What happens with the ears only? Well, Australian Broadcast and Digital Audio Networks, in a new show of Solidarity, are about to collectively unpack that dilemma with findings due out around October. The industry-wide work will build on a trial conducted last year by Southern Cross Stereo and Amplified Intelligence, which has been kept under wraps until now. So today we have Amplified's CEO Karen Nelson-Field and Abby Wallace, SCA's Head of Sales Insights and Campaign Strategy, for a sneak peek on SCA's early trials around audio attention and what the industry-wide initiative will look like. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of attention on this one, so welcome Karen and Abby. Before we get into the gritty details, Abby, why don't you explain the trial you commissioned last year, what and why did you do it? And welcome, Abby. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. We've definitely been getting a lot of questions from our advertising partners on what audio attention looks like. They're very much leaning into to attention like the rest of the world seems to be. And obviously all the global traction today has very much been on those visual mediums. So right. for us to tell them, you know, how do we plan on attention and how do we evaluate our campaigns, you know, on attention when it comes to audio. So with audio not being a part of the conversation, SCA reached out to Karen and Amplified Intelligence to see what we could do to understand the quality of audio attention on our platforms, starting with broadcast audio. Thankfully, Karen was very much up for the challenge um, (laughs) and agreed to do a feasibility study for broadcast audio, which meant devising a new methodology, because obviously couldn't rely on on the visual techniques of gaze tracking and facial recognition that had been um, used previously to measure vision. So yes, we became the the first radio network globally to test attention to broadcast audio with with amplified intelligence. And so this is sometime last year, right, Abby? Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yep. We wrapped up and had results in hand around October last year, actually. And um, since then, we've been working with our friends within the industry to, to see what's next. But yes, we've kept it all under wraps really until now. Um, yeah, well reason. done. I didn't even know you'd done it. And that's terrible. That's bad work from my part that I didn't even hear a whisper about it. So you've kept it tight. Well done. I'm going to get to what the methodology well, was and is because it's changing a little bit. But I just want to get to the sort of the macro first start with Karen. There's been a lot of debate and demand for audio attention. I'm sure you've, you've been hearing that as well. And we're hearing it around the market. I guess that the upfront question from a, a slightly naive journalist is, is audio attention really possible, Karen? Can you do it? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one when you say debate. You know, what I find in this industry is there are a lot of people that are quick to criticise what's not available without really understanding the work that goes into building what's available, if that makes sense. So audio is a tricky one. I'll be really clear about that. And we get constantly hassled about, you know, it's just visual, you know, it's not the whole world. And they're right, but it's taken time to be really comfortable with a methodology such as visual and be really clear on its outcomes before we can translate it into more complicated methodology. 
And that's right. kind of where we've come from and moving towards. There are solutions and we we did actually have some experience with it. I mean, SCA was definitely the first broadcast internationally for us, but we'd had some experience a few years ago with Spotify in multiple countries, which gave us an opportunity to sort of test the waters, if you like, with a method that sort of translated what we have visually into an audio form. So that's what we then came and did with the SEA group and it worked really well and we're about to scale it. So Karen, you're saying that there is hope here for a methodology that will work. Why don't we just ask, um, Abby, in terms of the trial and the test you did last year, what was the methodology you used there? And to be clear, it was just on broadcast radio that you did it. So that's even more difficult because you don't have a digital component here. So talk through what the trial looked like. Yeah, that's right. So um, it basically involved a live ad break takeover. So we pre-selected nine national advertisers that hadn't been on air the four weeks prior so that we could avoid any frequency effect. We used their brand-led messaging so that it was timely and, and you know, and hadn't dated from a, a tactical perspective. And the, the test was really based in listener actions as opposed to being, you know, tech, tech-based, tech-led in that sense. And we took over a live radio ad break had, before the news. The last spot in break was a 15-second code word with instructions of how to get involved with the test. So respondents were incentivized to email the code word through in order to get the, the brand choice survey back to them. So if they answered the code word correctly, we emailed them the link to the survey to complete. And if it was wrong, um, they also got emailed the link to the survey to complete, but we put them in a different bucket and Amplified Intelligence treated them a little bit differently, almost like a, an active listening bucket and a passive li- listening bucket, if you like. Right. And then, so what happened out of that? So that was, you had a number of takeovers. How many times did you have to do that, Abby? And what was shown? We had to do it a few times. We were um, working within, we we're actually doing a lot of workday takeover time because obviously it was at the um, at the will of, of our um, of our traffic team of when we could get those ad break takeovers going. But yeah, we did have to go a few times with the sample. We went with our metro stations, both networks, HIT and Triple M, and also went regionally as well in order to get right. the sample. So I know, and we'll get to what, because the, the methodology is changing, but Karen, what did you see in the data that caught your eye and perhaps even your ears? Well, I think it's probably best to explain underneath that as well. So attention at the end of the day is when someone takes on some information and learns from it, right? And trying to sort of filter out things around them. So we, we'd had obviously five years of success doing that from a visual perspective and understanding with control and test groups, you know, if you do see it, what happens to brand choice or mental availability? If you don't see it, I don't know if I said which one, don't or do. Uh, exposed and non-exposed and the differences. So basically we felt that the best way for us to translate our learnings from visual to audio was, to Abby's point, we essentially built a discrete choice store around certain brands through the test brands that she speaks, speaks of. And basically what we were able to do was to reverse engineer the coefficients of exposure and choice right. and look at it to relate it to what we've collected over the millions of data points that we've collected over time from a visual perspective. I understand more than anyone that audio is not a visual medium, but we're starting to see systematic patterns around how much tension drives how many points of brand uplift or points of mental availability, for example. So it's not a perfect methodology. Obviously, to your point, you know, splitting out passive and active is difficult as well. 
But, you know, of all people, given the amount of data that we have, understanding exposed and non-exposed relative to visual, we certainly were in a position where we could trial this through broadcast and sort of say, okay, based on the brand choice uplifts that you received under these certain conditions, we think that this is where the amount of attention gained would be sort of aligned to and from a visual perspective. Brand uplift was the proxy for attention in this case with audio. It is, but for anyone out there saying, oh, yay, we'll just do brand uplift and that's attention, it doesn't work that way. So you really have to understand. And like I said, we've got five years of data across 12 countries to Mm. sort of ascertain the nuances because it's not just one equals one. It can vary depending on all of the factors around the different formats. So there's a lot more of complication than just going, yay, we've got brand uplift, so we have high attention. But that's changing anyway, Karen, right? Perhaps we should just talk about how that methodology is changing for this big program and and project you're working on now. And and maybe I'll start with Abby there. So Abby, somehow you've got solidarity with the industry on this. So after that trial work, I'm assuming you must have shared something with your peers in the industry, but what is happening now? What is the brief for Karen now? What does the industry want to get to? Yes. So obviously with it being a feasibility study, it was a a small sample that we're working with, but Karen was happy enough that the results were stable, that we could hope to replicate them, um, you know, with the broader industry. So we took initial results to them, which showed broadcast audio has the potential to command strong attention. And um, they were very receptive. Um, We took them to the CRA and our buddies at Nine and um, Nova and ARN. And they were very receptive and really, you know, recognised the importance of getting audio attention into play. So everyone was very keen to continue this testing as a group, pleasingly. So, um, yes, we'll be working together now over the next couple of months to test levels for for broadcast audio with amplified intelligence and then move on to podcasting after that. But it is a slightly different methodology, which is I must sort of explain. So the first phase was, you know, you ring up and you have a code word and that's still relying on a human to be, I mean, there's, you either get it right or you don't. So sometimes you can guess it. Other times you might have heard it and been exposed to it, but not thought about the code word, but still been exposed to the ad. So, so there's always failures when you ask a human to remember something. Yeah. Bloody humans. Yeah. We're human, right? And, you know, even with visual attention, we see that, that you can sort of lead them to a store and they have seen it, but they still don't remember it. Mm. So it's complicated. So with broadcast, then what that means is we don't know if that person's heard it in their car or not. We make that assumption, but we don't know. Whereas with this version and why it's so exciting is it takes that, I guess, unknowing of whether they are actually listening to a validation because we're using a different process. It's not call up, it's with track. We're using sort of actual pixels to understand whether someone has been exposed or not. And that's what's going to be game changing. So it's removing any of the small error in human survey based, you know, I did hear or I didn't hear to were you listening because we know you were or not. And that's what's going to take it to the next phase. So what is that though? It's part of a digital app then, and it's going to be on all the digital audio networks of the various combined participants. Is that what it is? So the the panel will be sourced through the radio app, listener base, and they will be presented with uh, a natural listening experience where they're able to select 
from one of the four networks um, who they usually listen to. They'll be able to select at the relevant day part to them at that time and the SCA audio, for example, or the, or the nine audio, whatever that might be, um, so that it then served a certain amount of minutes of a natural listening experience. So they'll hear the content announcements, they'll hear the part of the shows like the new would, they'd hear the sponsors, the live reads, the music, um, and that's when they would be served their survey essentially to respond to, um, to assess right. what their what their takeouts were for brand choice. So we'll have, we'll know if they've been exposed and we'll know what they've chosen. And that's the difference and the scalability opportunity here. So it'll yeah. be a lot tighter in terms of the results. Firstly, there will be more people we can access. But secondly, I'll be much more comfortable that the difference between exposed and non-exposed yeah, right. is isolated. So you're going to field very shortly and the findings will be out in October. Is that what the thinking is here, Abby? Yeah, so the CRA are driving those um, results. But yes, it's looking like October will be, their conference will be the big reveal for the results, which is end of October. And Karen, it's the 64 or the 61, I can't remember which number it is, million dollar question. And I know that um, I'm asking you to be Nostradamus and someone else combined, but do you have a hunch on what you think you're going to see on this uh, based on the trial work? Yeah, I do. So what I know, like, every single platform in the world is that certain formats do better than others within that experience. So my thinking based on sort of the history, even back to the Spotify work, is that there'll be certain moments that will be off the charts. And then there'll also be others where the passive listening has a role to play, but it's not quite as striking in terms of attention, but that's like every single platform. So I think it's going to behave very similarly to what I would expect across any multi-formatted platform. So I'm quite excited to see how that lands for these guys. I'm also excited because we get asked every single day how audio fits in. So what I'm excited for is my goal ultimately is to start to release this through Attention Plan, which is, you know, the products that we put out through agency APIs and things like that. So because I want to make sure that every platform has its opportunity to be considered as an attention platform. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to sort of try and make sure that it's shown in a way that, you know, is real, because obviously we're independent, but also sort of really picks up the nuances of formats within the audio platform. This is almost like a giant tease, really, because we'll all be waiting for the data now and going, let's have a look at it. But what does the industry, and we'll wrap up with this one, what does the industry, the audio radio uh, networks, what do they hope and what do they plan to do post the study coming out? Is just basically you then got some data to compete, well, to be present in the attention discussion, I guess. That's right. Absolutely. You know, we need to be a part of that conversation. We need to be a part of I mean, all, all being well, well, we'll make it into the Karen's tool. And, you know, we can be assessed when our advertising partners are planning on an intention strategy and we can be a part of that mix. I mean, and for us, I think there'll be the, some very re- strong reasons to buy audio. You know, I think whether it's high attention states, whether it's low attention states, you know, depending on the communication task that needs to be done, you know, when, when planning, there'll be an amount of attention to get the job done. And I think broadcast audio and streaming will will come out as um and then further on podcast after that i think there'll be very cost effective you know ways of planning so we just want audio to be a part of that plan and evaluation point yeah well i can't wait to see the data yeah look 
it's good timing as well for us because only recently I published a paper around moving towards version two of attention, which, you know, for the first sort of 18 months, my job was to not confuse the industry. My job was to ensure that people recognize that human attention is important. But to your point, Abby, you know, passive attention does play a role and it has a different impact for different campaign objectives. So a big part of our on the roadmap now is to sort of start to sort of slice and dice the data a bit more so that it it means for different objectives, for different brand size, there are different calculations of how much attention is required. So that's a good point. I've got October 15 in my diary now just to hustle and hassle Abby, both of you, on what the data looks like or the industry actually in the CRA, to your point, Commercial Radio Australia is, is all over this too, Abby. So look forward to that data. Until then, I'll let you guys go and do your field work and wait for the feeds and and have another discussion, but look forward to the findings. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much. Bye. This MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's more. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to listener.com or download the Listener app and search MI3 Audio Edition to listen for free. Listener.